We've been walking through a series called Great is Your Faithfulness and looking at just God's faithfulness over the last 12 years um, from when we planted Missio until now. And one of the ways that we're, we're looking through this faithfulness is through the lens of up in and out, our rhythms of community. And, um, and, and so, Stephen, if you would pop up that slide. Um, today we're going uh, like, to look at um, this up in and out rhythm. And so there's a graphic with the up in and out. And you might have seen it over the years and seen us kind of use that to um, explain this rhythm. Jeevan, that's the white one with the circles. There you go. And, and really, this is like what we see as the rhythms of Jesus, right? Up as in um, our communion with God and in, in relationship with one another, in community with one another, and then out as our mission to the world. And when you look at the circles and they come together, there's a, there's a triangle in the middle when they all meet, which we've said that's the tangible kingdom of God. When we're in those rhythms of up in and out on a regular basis like Jesus was, you have this, this crossing in the middle, um, that triangle that, that expresses what kingdom looks like. And so this week we're going to look at community and when we talk about community at Missia, we're talking about um, how God exists in community as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then he, he calls us to, to the same thing, to be known in community and to, to share life with others who, uh, who know him personally. That at Missio, we desire to live in authentic community with God and, and one another to display the realities of his power and his goodness and the gospel um, in our lives to one another and ultimately to the world. So um, I'm excited because today um, I've asked some of our friends up here um, from the Missio family uh, to share their stories. So I have Cole and Jenica Morgan with us, and this is a gifted couple um, who, man, they love people, they love um, trying new things, adventurous people with, um, and, and they serve with Missio Kids or, and Missio Youth and have gone on um, our Thailand team um, over to Bangkok. Uh, and so thank you, the Morgans, for being here. Then I have um, Jason and Emily Chung, who, um, man, another genuine couple who, who quietly love on people and um, serve in Missio Kids and um, and lead, co-lead an MC here at Missio. And then finally we have um, Danielle Chi, uh, a good friend of ours. And I, I describe her like with this compassionate heart, uh, an amazing artist and educator. Um, and she, she's led missional communities and right now just really involved with safe families um, and our team at, here at Missio. So thank you all for coming. Um, I, I'm kind of telling you guys what they do at Missio, not, not to um, flatter them, but, but really, like, I think it, it describes how they've been involved in community, and we'll hear more about that. Um, yeah, so enough of me talking. I, I want to hear from you guys. 
Um, and just ask a general, bigger question. Um, what was the journey of building community like at Missio for you? Um, where or how do you think you discovered community here? Mm. So kind of just your journey into to community here. So anyone can answer. We can start. Sure. Jenica and I uh, have been going to Missio for, I think, almost six years this summer and came to Missio in the park. That's how we first came to Missio and, and met Dom and Joel. Um, and they pursued us deeply, um, which is really, really cool to see. Um, and um, is this on still or no? Maybe? I think so. Yep. All right. Um, and uh, community for us here meant getting involved. And so we, we pretty quickly started. We were at the school, Riki when we first came, and it was like, how can we get involved? Because me personally, I, I'm not like a super outgoing like, and get to meet everyone on my own. The way I meet people and kind of build my community is like serving alongside people. That's kind of how I always kind of do it. Jenica loves going and just grabbing coffee with people and chatting with everyone. And, and so um, the first thing was, was, let's just get in and get our hands dirty and get to know people. Um, and that's how I, we really built relationships quickly. Um, and then out of that, you know, super quickly, Joel um, and some other families and friends invited us into a missional community, um, which we were able to go to every Tuesday for like the first two years. We were in one at the Toes house. Uh, Danielle was in that for a little while. Sandra was in that for a little while. The Millers were in that for a little while. And so we got to meet a lot of people um, who deeply would care for us. And the first two years was a lot of you know, we weren't super involved. I'd say we helped set up and tear down. But aside from that, we got to experience community from Missio um, but by just showing up, you know, and being um, intentional in showing up each week on a Sunday and each week on a Tuesday. And those were kind of how we initially kind of that community was developed for us at Missio. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, I think just a lot of sharing meals together, which if you've been around Missio long enough, you know that meal sharing is a community part of our community. So I just remember and just have fond memories of sharing a lot of meals together and um, yeah, just starting to know what's going on in each other's lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and yeah, those were formational years, I think, just uh, starting to create those relationships. And as Cole mentioned, just being able to serve along one side, uh, uh, serve alongside other people and have little conversations here and there. And then for me, it was, I, I really value just one-on-one -on -one time too. So it was really cool to serve on the decor team and just start to get to know people. Then it was like, okay, let's go spend time together and go for walks and grab coffee. So um, just having an opportunity to jump in and be a part of the community. Cool opportunity. I can add to all those wonderful <laughs> things they said, um, which are true for me as well, especially MC. Um, <clears throat> and I just think back, I've been in Portland for five and a half years now, and pretty much since day one at Missio in the Park when I stumbled across Missio, um, I'm, I was just thinking of like all my major life events, like going through a divorce, going from a stay-at-home mom to starting a new career, having to go back and get another master's degree. It was just like how much support, prayer, um, friends at Missio watching Troy for me so I could study and submit my work, um, getting my new job, buying a house, like just all the things. Like y'all have been there for us, and I'm just so, so grateful. Um, 
And I, I didn't grow up with community. Like, I didn't have religion or church growing up. And my family was kind of to ourselves. Like, we just did a lot of sports and did our own thing. Um, so I didn't grow up kind of living intentionally with community, but I think of it like growing into it. And that's from learning from example from all of you. So thank you. We all found Missio through Missio in the park, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Us too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember Danielle, she wasn't even trying to come to Missio. She was going to another church and was like, <laughs> there was two churches in the park that day. And she was like, kind of found her way over to us a little bit. It yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Jason, go ahead and tell us a little bit more. Oh, um, I guess I can share a little bit, but I think, honestly, I got grandfathered in because Emily was here a little <laughs> bit longer um, than me, so it was a little bit easier of a journey in regards to, I mean, not easy, but, yeah, just being able to meet Mizio and such. Um, we found Mizio through a friend back at home for us. We're from Texas, and Emily's been here for four years, three years, four years? Mm -hmm. Three years. I've been here one and a half now. Um, and so, yeah, we just found it, you know, Missio through a friend, and the first one was in the park, and I went the first time with Emily as you were moving in, and yeah, I think just, <clears throat> you know, my process started probably a year ago and of being, you know, meeting others and kind of during a weird COVID time, just having, you know, being able to meet people through Zoom and such. And so, yeah, from then on, I think it's been kind of a process and a journey to within our MC and stuff to, yeah, just really grow with one another and such. But, yeah, I'm sure you can talk a lot more about starting here at Mizio. <laughs> yeah. So as Jason mentioned, um, the first time we visited, it was us two he was visiting, but into Missio in the park. And I just remember, like, immediately stepping into the grass and then Dom coming up to us and being like, hi, are you new? And just, like, trying to get to know us, which I thought was super welcoming. And um, I was, like, didn't know he was a pastor at the time, and I was, like, a little shocked because I was like, how'd they know? So um, I think that just embodies Missio, just being, like, welcoming to anyone who's new, hopefully, and um, just, like, trying to know our family deeper. And so... Um, as others have shared, just getting plugged into an MC and moving to a state where I didn't really know any other Christians or anyone else, it was very, um, it was very like humbling to find a place where I was just so welcome um, and there was a lot of structure and then I knew like if anything that we were going to meet once a week and then I knew there were Sundays and they said the once a week MCs. So uh, that's really how I started getting plugged in and then we can talk about it later but there's other, I think, things, um, part of Missio that have helped, obviously, like, build a lot of community as well besides MCs. But that's kind of the start, yeah. Great. Um, can you guys describe um, what community means to you? I mean, we talk about community, like, communities talked about outside of church walls, too. But what does it look like? Um, how does it draw you closer to Jesus? Like, how have you experienced that piece of community here um, as you've been here a number of years?
I can go. Um, <clears throat> the question was, what does community mean to me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think, you know, outside of God calling us into community, I think being able to have, like, our MC and those close to us be able to live life with us has been always been a blessing um, through, you know, times where it's been really crappy um, or times that have been really, you know, the higher ends of life, I believe. Just being able to have tangibly just people around you who love the Lord, who strive for the Lord, challenge you and love you, um, you know, as similarly to how we believe the Lord loves us, I think has been really fruitful, um, you know, in my life here since, you know, coming to Portland. And so, yeah, community, I believe it's a way for me to see the Lord in senses of being able to see what love, what care, what challenging, what mourning with, what, um, yeah, struggling with, what, what that kind of feels like and looks like. And so, yeah, I think community for me is a way to experience the Lord, but also live life with others. Yeah. That's good. I'll go off of that. Community for me, I think uh, the two words that come to mind, and missio, they're both M words. Sharing meals, which I've already said, because it's just a sense of everyday life. We're doing everyday life together, knowing what kinds of foods we like, what kinds of foods we don't like, trying new foods. And I think just sitting around a table together is just really powerful and valuable and some of the best conversations happen around the uh, dinner table. And then celebrating milestones. I think over the course of the last almost six years, um, having, you know, getting married and buying a first home and traveling abroad and just feeling support uh, for all the things that we're getting to do together um, and moving the kingdom forward in a way that inspired and encouraged by others around us. Um, so those are kind of two words that, that come to mind for me. Yeah, and, and one thing I'll note too, I think, um, I think God's picture of community is, is well, when he's in community with me, right, even just our relationship, um, he fully knows me and cares for me and loves me. But that just because he knows me so well, right, intimately. My community, though, they won't, they won't experience that or know that unless I am vulnerable with them. And let them into that. And that is such a big part of community that is, I think, intentional and meaningful is when you can step into a place and let them into the hard things or the dark things or the things that you're struggling with or the things that you want to celebrate. Um, And so someone else can see you in your raw form and say, I still love you and care for you and want to sit and eat with you or or do, do life with you in those moments is the picture, I think, of community um, that we've, we've experienced here. But it, it requires for me to be willing to be vulnerable and then for those people around us to accept that, to extend grace and love in that as well. And, and yeah, we've experienced a lot of that. Danielle? Yeah, so just this morning, walking in right out there, I have an eight-year-old son, Troy, and he's like, oh, why do I have to come to Missio? And my answer was um, because 
this is where our friends and family are. This is, these are the people that love us, that help us learn how to love other people better and who love Jesus, and it's where we come to learn and heal and grow. And he was like, okay. <laughs> That's what this community is to us. Yeah. Right. And then he sees Otis and Mason, and they go running. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Had no problem. And then he's like, I want to go back. Like, Please. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, what are the barriers, though? Right? So community we can talk about it it feels like oh like we know we want it but what are the barriers um, that you've experienced entering into community what are the hard parts of this whole journey um i'll say like some of that was personal um barriers like not think like thinking oh i've got such a messy life going on like everybody else looks so like they've got it all together, you know? Like I don't want to be a burden or be the one that's kind of got all the issues. <laughs> that's one of them that I could think of. Yeah, thanks for And as it turns out, I'm not the only one and we can all <laughs> be there for each other. Yeah. Committing to that. Jenica, I'm going to give you this. Yeah. So whenever you're talking, I'll just hand you the mic. <laughs> um, can you hear me okay? <laughs> um, so I think just taking time um, to sit down and hear one another's stories. I think um, sometimes I and Cole keeps me in check about this, but I'm like, okay, we're going to church from this time to this time. And then I have something booked right afterwards. So we just got to keep going, going, going. And I think it's the challenge of, like, what if we just didn't make plans and see what happens and have longer conversations and just be present? Um, and so I think that's one of the barriers sometimes is, like, well, I have other things to be doing. Well, and then re- being reminded, like, wait, this is what's essential. Like, this is what's important. So I think creating space um, and a commitment to saying, okay, I'm going to, like, I'm going to be at church on Sundays and I'm going to go to missional community on whatever day that is, or I'm going to stay after to chat with kids at Missio Youth or whatever that looks like. And just being um, has just been a, a growing, sometimes a challenge for me. Yeah, I resonate with that a lot, Jenica. I think um, I like, like to overbook myself sometimes. And I think when um, communities started to really be fruitful at Missio was when I just like bought in and like committed to being consistent and like at least I know someone there is going to expect me to be there. And so um, like Jenica said, relationships take time. I feel like um, the buy-in at the beginning can be hard because it's like what, I don't know, like what is their game? I might have some surface level conversations for a while, like, but then I don't know, I've just found like really buying in and committing the time and being like, okay, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to show up and bring my full self and um yeah it's never failed to not be fruitful Mm 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, a few of you have men mentioned intentionality, you know, and I think part of the part of the hope sometimes is that when we're searching for community, that we'll just stumble into something, and it will just kind of be um, just all flowery. What can you give a little bit more detail on, like? as you guys are talking about being intentional, what does intentionality actually look like for you? Um, I know, Jenica, as you're talking about being, you know, kind of clearing some space, but um, what other things have you guys experienced and, and have to wrestle through with intentionality? I think my time at Mizio has been kind of, interesting in the way that I was intentional, but also I had people around me like George and the Yangs who are very intentional welcoming. So almost like as you shared, like, you know, we hope that we, I almost fell into it where I was like, oh yeah, it kind of, it did work out for me in that way, but I think, you know, the intentionality on my end was, you know, at the end of the day really saying, I was like, oh, I want relationship with other people um, striving for the Lord and to have that community and such. Um, and so I think for me, that intentionality piece was, that was kind of a pretty driving force through kind of the COVID times and things of that nature. Like, oh, like how do I be intentional and try to really connect with others or connect with Mizio? Um, but honestly, it it is a lot of work, I think, being intentional. It is a lot of work of, oh, I, you know, when we say yes to a men's tailgate, that means we're saying no to something else, whatever it might be. And so I think having, for me, it's those processing like, okay, like this is worth it. This is what I want. Um, community is what I want. And yeah, putting in almost just that mindset and heart of just, I want to strive for this. So that's what kind of what intentionality does look like for me. So good, thanks. I think another way of being intentional, Cole had mentioned it, is the vulnerability aspect. Um, I don't know, I just think that in our MC, like recently we've seen a lot of vulnerability, which has been like refreshing and I feel like brings a lot of, like we're there to show our community grace and to be a part of their walk. And I think it, it's not easy to be vulnerable, of course, but. Um, yeah, I think that's something that you can definitely have more surface level relationships, um, but then it takes the intentionality and the extra step to be like, I'm going to come be my authentic full self and bring whatever baggage I have with me. And I think <clears throat> when I look at Jesus, again, um, I, like he intentionally kind of, I think, chose people to be around. And he had his three of the 12, and he had the 12, and then there's the 70, right? And, you know, I'd love to get to know all of you guys deeply and intimately, but I, I just can't. And so how do I intentionally choose, you know, at, in this time, in this period, I'm going to intentionally get to know this person. Um, and Jenica and I are in Missio Youth, help lead Missio Youth. So over the last year and a half, two years of COVID, it was how do we intentionally get to know these kids during this odd time? And maybe that's just a weekly Zoom meeting. Or maybe that is a Frisbee time, and there, there, maybe there's only two kids that week. But that's okay. Like, being intentional, even when maybe you're like, I'm putting in some work here, and I don't think I got out what I was going to put into it, and that's okay. 
Sometimes it's not just for what you get out of the community um, and you put into it. Um, out of that, things grow. And, and people see the relationship that you've been building and they say, that's different. That's unique. Um, a story of that during COVID, uh, I think Kelly started a men's group one of the nights. Kelly and I actually hadn't, we weren't super close for a lot because we just didn't, you know, spend time together. We're just in different, different, doing different things. And then he started like a, I don't know what it was, a Thursday during lunch prayer thing. Like men's, hey, get on and chat. And I think it was just me the first week. And Kelly intentionally, right, he had that time to do that. And he probably envisioned it to be pretty different, right? Probably envisioned maybe five, ten guys hopefully joining. Um, but it was just me almost every week. And Kelly intentionally showed up every single week. And then I, too, was like, well, it's maybe just me and Kelly. <laughs> and then I intentionally showed up. And that time, it was, I don't know, six months maybe, Kelly and I really, our, our relationship started from not very much to it grew a lot. And it was such a valuable time of growth for both of us. Um, and it was because we both intentionally said, you know what? Like, I'm going to show up. And this is different than what maybe I envisioned for this. Um, but in this period, in this time frame, this, I think, is what God, God's calling me to be with this person and, and be an intentional relationship. Um, so that is just a picture, you know, and other leaders in the church be showing that intentionality just for one person every single week, um, which is really special. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me of, like, Hebrews uh, 10, 24 through 25. And that's the verse that says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> Kelly, uh, showing, you guys showing up just for six, seven weeks straight, like, you know, for, it was longer than that, but um, creating that time. And then encouraging one another uh, and all the more as the day approaching, uh, as you see the day approaching. And, and it, it's, you know, as I as I kind of sat this week and just were was thinking about each of you and just the um, your agency that what you bring to the table and your ability to uh, step into uh, community as well as create spaces for community um, it's just been a blessing to to me to watch um, yeah the journey and and to 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 know that you're creating spaces for others at Missio, and for others, the people of peace, to step into as well. Um, and I know for all of you, you have friends outside of this community as well. And you continue to bring that same love and that same purpose into those spaces. So thank you so much. Um, is there any last kind of things that you didn't get to say that you would want to encourage uh, the community or anything that you want to uh, offer uh, before we wrap the time up. I would just say one thing, Joel, as you were just sharing that, I just remember uh, vividly a conversation. Joel had asked us to kind of step in to help with like decor and set up. And we had been doing it for a couple of years at that point. And there were a couple, we had, we had been involved in Missio Kids for a little bit and really had enjoyed our time. And we're like, Joel, thanks, thanks so much for thinking of us, but I think we want to do like Missio Youth. And so I just remember that conversation where Joel's like, we really want to get you more involved. And Cole and I were like, we want to get more involved too, but like what gets us excited? And so I would just encourage you all for, for those of you who are like, where do I start? Where do I get involved? Like, I don't know, start thinking about what gets you excited and jump in. 
because um, I think for me, and I won't speak for Cole, but I think so too, that just being able to spend time with middle schoolers every week is like, has been such a gift for us that we get to serve alongside friends and family to do that together and create a space that we were so blessed with when we first entered Missio. And so now getting to like pass that on and like continue in that has just been really life-giving. So that would just be my encouragement to you all. Um, I just want to share a phrase that stuck with me since one of our silence and solitude retreats a couple years ago, um, which is gratitude overflowing. And the way I think of that in terms of community is like how much love that I receive here and and guidance and inspiration um, and growth, like it fills my cup. I'm so grateful that it can overflow out to other people. So that's what we can all do is like love others and then it helps them love others and it can keep spreading the love. (laughs) Great. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think you, you heard a lot about like missional communities and, um, I, I don't want you to think that that's the only space, you know, they, um, because, I mean, you, you've heard prayer, like men's prayer time, men's tailgate, women's, missile um, women's, and, and silence and solitude. There's so many different spaces that actually create community that um, that were that you can find it. And and so if you're struggling, then um, come ask, you know, and and we'll talk about like just ways that we can help you find community. Here's my challenge to you, Missio. Um, what are your current barriers? What are the current barriers that make you keep uh, that may be keeping you from community? Um, yeah, just take some time to think through that. What what's stopping you? What's kind of what are the hurdles that you have to get through? Uh, what invitation or challenge do you hear God asking of you this morning? Right. And then finally, for those of you who have community, those of you who have a space that you feel comfortable in, how are you using your agency, your abilities uh, to intentionally create community for others? You know, that's one of the, the bigger things that God has given us community, not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of others. Um, we're not just consumers here, but we want to create we want to be creators of community as well. So that's my challenge to you this week as you go out, um, as you're processing kind of what does this rhythm of community, this rhythm of in look like for you as you stay and as you invest and are intentional at Missio.